heard. No idea wh- who was that. I've never even heard that. Hozier. <laughs> so you put on a song you've never heard yourself. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, it's, right. it's one of those songs on my playlist that I'm like, you know, I don't know who put it on there, but it's a good one. It's all right. Wow. All right. I like that. That was uh, weird and dark, and I'm going to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a sleeper. That's a sleeper. <laughs> Mike loves boosting the energy at the midway point in the show. <laughs> Getting us razzed up for the next hour, man. He's all about it. Adrenaline flowing, you know. Let me push you to the next level, brother. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, good. I'm I'm glad that felt uh, spiritual. I guess I don't know who. You said you're going Jesus. I I don't know what to do, man. What do you want me to do with that? I wasn't expecting you to follow suit. I just uh, found. I found a. I typed in the word. You said go Jesus. No, Jesus no. is all right with me. That's kind of like the extent of my Jesus songs. It, well, what's funny is I typed in the word Jesus into Spotify, and I was shocked how many songs there are with that in the title. Uh, you yeah. picked a song I'd never heard of in my entire life, so congratulations. <laughs> that was spectacular. You never heard that? You heard it. No, I only listen to the terrible pop music with the Ariana Grande and the, you know, Beyonce and, right? It came out in 2013. Billboard Music Award for Top Rock Song, 2013. The motherfucker was number one. I don't know. I would argue uh, between 2012, 2014... I was totally blacked out. I don't remember anything Terrible that happened year. in those two no, years. You were there. Ago. You just chose not to. Remember. I was. I was not there, but I was there. Right. I was partying hard in those years. I don't remember much culturally. I'll be honest. Yeah, that was a rough year for me, man. Twenty thirteen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a while back. Ten years ago, right? We lived in a different yeah. world. Uh, now we're in the new world. So uh, things are getting a little crazy. What's really, fu- <clears throat> what's really crazy, if, you, if I look back in my life, 10 years ago, I was like trying to warn people about the world we were heading into. Are, we're there. are you <laughs> saying that you foresaw what we're going through now with the whole... No, not, every, not even like culturally or anything, but I remember like warning people about the military. And I was like, dude, from what I saw when I was in and from what's going on, and I just remember like warning people. And here we are. We got, you, know. you mean with the woke? The woke infection? Yeah, and the military just not being what it was. I don't know. And as far as the military getting soft? Yeah, just everything. You know, I, I do believe we are, the, you know, we're like that, uh, we're that boxer. We won the title, then retired, walked away. You know, and it's been been 20 years now you know nobody's gonna step up to you to fight because nobody wants to but you know are you really as strong we're kind of just living off of our reputation still right we haven't been challenged in a while so it could be coming around the around the corner anytime i could see that did you hear that take on uh putin's army i did not actually i I forgot who it was it was one of those like guys that's always going around navy seal guys but uh, they were really breaking down how <laughs> Putin's in a better position he's ever been in. This is probably the best position he's in. Like 77% of the country still supports the war in Ukraine. And 
you know, you could talk about death. Nobody really believes 300,000 soldiers have died. <laughs> I know. Nobody. Seems like a little bit of a high number. That's but right. The truth is, whatever have died, I guess he's been paying the families really well. He's taking care of them. He kind of learned from the Americans in the Middle East. You know, you just take care of the families of the soldiers that are dead, and then it helps people be okay with prolonging the war. And honestly, it strengthened his army. They're finding weaknesses. They're, you know, we're in a totally different world than we were in World War II. We're not fighting the battles we used to fight. Now, I mean, look at Israel and Hamas. The world is not going to just stand by and let you just, you know, go in and kill everybody like <laughs> they did in World War II. You know what I mean? World War II, they just bombed the shit out of a city, came in with tanks, blew everybody up, and whoever survived, survived. Nobody cared because there wasn't pictures and cameras everywhere. Yeah, good call. It's a different world now, too, even from, let's say, Gulf War One and Bush War Two, post-9-11. Yeah. You know, we, at that time, the, you know, Russia was kind of post-dismantling of the USSR, and they were going through their own massive depression, I think, in the 90s. Like, they, they weren't a, as strong, really, militarily or politically and socially as they are now. For sure. You should see where... Uh... The way they were breaking it down, the way they were talking about his military, he kind of got rid of the weak, he strengthened up the forces, he got them battle-hardened, they learned their weaknesses, they're improving their tanks, their planes, you know, and most importantly, I swear to God, they learned from us in the Middle East, they're learning how to fight a modern-day uh, urban war where you can, t you can achieve your goals, your strategic goals, and still keep the... Uh, geopolitical atmosphere not you know you can kind of keep, still keep the rest of the world from jumping in you know what i mean and how close are we to that coming on over here did you see the hoopla online over this netflix movie that was produced it was ex executive produced by the obamas and it's about like a cyber attack knocking out the power and then all of a sudden there's just like war happening in the streets of new york and uh, no. starring all I saw about it was the Teslas. What was the Tesla part? Where they drive people <laughs> off the cliff or something like that? Or no, apparently in the movie they hack Teslas, and so the I don't know if I got this right, but apparently in the movie the 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 hacked Teslas create this traffic jam, and that's you know so prevents people from getting out. Yeah, and I, I do believe, too, the Teslas start, like, running off the road and killing people, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't, watch, I didn't watch the movie. Is it Julia Roberts? Pretty sure that's in this. And uh, a lot of famous people. Uh, allegedly, there's some, uh, a lot of weird kind of critical race theory, wokest, racist, you know, stuff going on in the dialogues and how they kind of paint certain characters. Again, I haven't seen it. I can't say for sure for myself, but I did see the Rage Machine get unleashed on the X, formerly known don't as Twitter. It, don't oh, say it. No, yeah. it's not formerly known. It's not formerly known as Twitter because the platform is completely different than Twitter now. It is literally just X. It's a whole different platform. You could watch thirty—I mean, three-hour interviews on there now. You can watch a two-hour documentary by Alex Jones now. Yeah. 
And on the flip side, you could watch Amy Goodman. You know, right. you could go <laughs> you go watch the left. You could go watch the right. I swear to God, it's the funniest thing when you hear them talk about what what Elon did to Twitter. All he did was open it up to both sides. You can still <laughs> find like everything that was on Twitter is on X, but you could also find the stuff that wasn't on Twitter. It's, you know pr- what I mean? it's pretty cool being able to catch and follow Alex Jones again. Yeah, I do. It's, it's good to hear him. You well, need that in society. It's funny if you follow regular mainstream news, as I do, and then you're also someone who enjoys the tinfoil hat nut jobbery. To have that intermixed and you know intertwined uh, twine together on your little feed there, it's fun. It makes life a little bit more interesting. And, you know, to kind of exercise your brain in a little bit more of a creative and imaginative way, you know, it helps you avoid situations where you're taking your fifth booster and you don't understand why you're sick every day. I mean, a lot of, t- a lot of times, I li- like when I'm listening to him, it's more just like, that's retarded. But having to like prove him wrong in my own brain helps me understand it like almost re- helps reaffirm my certain beliefs you know but then the, and then there are the ones where you like can't really argue it it's like wow I, you need everybody he might <laughs> even tell you something really stupid but it might just make you think about something a different way and lead you into a different thought you know? Well, it's just fun to entertain alternative ideas and, again, just kind of exercise your mind in those realms. I watched a quick clip of, uh, I think it was Alex Stein, I believe, interviewing Tucker. Tucker is everywhere now. Everybody wants yeah. to talk to Tucker. And he's asking Tucker about <laughs> flat earth theory. It's it's really funny because we had these two guys on mainstream news media. Both were telling you shit about COVID and everything. Both got fired. Brian Stelter, Tucker Carlson. One is locked away in Harvard teaching a class once a week, and the other <laughs> one is on every fucking alternative like yes. media you could possibly turn to. Tucker is everywhere, and then on top of it, he's going to like UFC fights with Donald Trump and Dana White, <laughs> it, it, getting Kid standing Rock. ovations. Yes. <laughs> This guy's unbelievable. He's Tucker Carlson turned into a, a rock star. It's ridiculous. He really did. And, and but but yeah. I would argue that's how you know he was telling the truth. Yeah. Because if he was yeah. a liar and not authentic, and you know what I mean, I then know. he would have just disappeared. Something about Tucker, and I always keep it in the back of my mind. He's part of the machine. He's born and bred in D.C. I believe his father was in the cia if i'm not mistaken like he and he talks about it very openly that he has you know family ties to secret service agencies and he's been a part of the dc political apparatus his whole life he was born into it and you know so there is a little bit of controlled opposition when it comes to tucker and so i'm always a little bit weary about the full embrace of him however i am totally enjoying this ride we're on where tucker's out there saying a lot of shit that we talk about on these goofball podcasts and he's saying it to a very wide audience and so that is you know on the same level very positive but you know who is tucker is he as much a part of the machine as elon is right 
The guy works with the Department of Defense with his SpaceX, and he's running satellites around the planet or the flat Earth. Uh, listen to Tucker's interview or clip with Alex Stein, and he doesn't dismiss flat Earth or the ice wall of Antarctica. And he says at this point, <laughs> he literally says at this point, how can we deny anything because we've been lied to so much about our history and what's going on with the planet? Uh, hey, the flat, flat Earth has been coming up so much. I've been... I've like been getting into arguments with people in my day-to-day life about flat earth. And I swear to God, it's just because we're too dumb to understand calculus. It's not only that, it's a major psyop, I believe, uh, in order to distract everybody from the true reality of our existence, flat moon theory. Folks, <laughs> that moon is a flat slice of cheese. It's provolone. Prove me wrong. Nobody hasn't. Flat Moon Theory, never forget. <laughs> <laughs> They're throwing us off, man. <laughs> ah, it's terrible, though. I'm telling the, you. The flat, the flat Earth thing is like, <laughs> it's just amazing how much energy is being wasted on it. And it, it, it literally is just, the, if you, there, there's, <laughs> there's nobody out there who understands calculus and has taken, like, even freshman-level physics. <laughs> Who believes the Earth is flat? I'm because that's all it takes <laughs> to realize it's not. I'm a very um, uneducated and foolish uh, Homer of an individual, but I must say that uh, I'm under the impression that in the natural universe there are no straight lines. For sure, doesn't make sense. And so, therefore, flat Earth. Really even light doesn't, doesn't even travel through space in a straight line. No, there are it no straight. Yeah. Its path gets distorted by gravity. Which is why, when they do their chemtrailing operations, even to the lame observer, it is so obvious there's something unnatural occurring in the skies because the straight lines are just unnatural. Well, the straight line, yeah, because it's the plane flying in the straight line. Oh yeah, poisoning us. They're spraying us like bugs, people. <laughs> bugs, I'm telling you, they're spraying us like bugs. <laughs> No, it's just the speed of the airplane causing <laughs> Either way, right now, enjoying beautiful sunny day here in Colorado, 65 degrees. I thank you, uh, our overlord, Bill Gates. Thank you for not spraying us like mosquitoes today. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Dude, you got to see his dad. Tucker Carlson looks just like his dad. Richard Warner Carlson. So he Tucker. Was the ambassador to the Seychelles. All right. Rich people, folks, control our lives and our information um, I saw this whole special. They were running it all over on CNN, and then it moved its way to the NPR on Anderson Cooper grappling with his grief. Uh, I, I forgot that his mom died like two years ago, but now they're doing these specials on Anderson Cooper's, like, you know, how he handled the grief of losing his mom, who's a literal, uh, I believe, Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> One of the richest families in the history of the world. Yeah. So he, so he was reca- uh, crying because he saw his uh, take in the will. Uh, yes. I think he got upset. Uh, she didn't like his homosexual uh, you know, rendezvous out there in the um, <laughs> yeah, in New York Vanderbilt. City. Yeah, so, uh, uh, Ander- Gloria Vanderbilt. Anderson Cooper himself also, you can even find it on his Wikipedia, went to a CIA school for journalism. Yeah. He he is he is in the CIA. He his mom is a Vanderbilt. You do not 
you, you, there's no way you could be more part of the system and the machine and the dude's on CNN every night telling people what to think. <laughs> That's the most messed up shit on the planet, man. Yeah, his mom was fucking smoking when she was young. Holy shit. You know, when you're part of a... If you're, when you're a billionaire heiress... You know, like, you got a lot of time to kind of fluff yeah, yourself just up. Look good, yeah. huh? You probably got a personal trainer, nutritionist. <laughs> you're not losing your hair at 27 because you're worried about what you're going to do for your career. That's why I love all these rich podcasters out there who talk about how, you know, everybody's got to get themselves the ice bath pool. Is, right? is it yeah, driving like, me fucking With the hot tub. Nuts. Everybody's supposed to do that, right? Because everybody could afford the little, you know, the ice oh, bath. Oh, everybody there. has the space in their 2,500 square foot home. <laughs> You can install it next to your shed where you hang the carcasses of the meat you kill in your forest in your backyard. Yeah. Oh, your ice bath? Just put it next to your sauna. <laughs> that way you could do the hot, cold site. Why wouldn't you just put it next to your sauna? <laughs> Where's your new Norwegian sauna at, man? Come on, <laughs> yeah. dude. What, are you some kind of f***? You don't have a Norwegian sauna? What a pussy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh wow, oh, that's good stuff. Well, it, it's crazy how the, the uh, those guys have all lost like touch with reality. That whole podcast scene, it's pretty yeah. funny. Uh, well, I have a friend in my life who he lives uh, up near the mountains, a bit off the beaten path when it comes to the Denver Boulder route, and he's got himself a nice little spot up near the creek. And he took a little time, waited patiently. Uh, you know, amassed his own amounts of uh, wealth and was able to put together a little project in the backyard and has a nice little deck with a hot tub and the aforementioned ice bath plunge that everybody loves. Um, you know, and he, I think he does himself a little podcasting from the time to time, if I'm not mistaken. It comes with the territory, but uh, I think people should aspire to get to that point. But to think that everyone out there is able to do it, you know, I think that's uh, you know, a no, fantasy. The way they talk, these guys talk on their podcast, they're like, they're like, I don't understand why everybody's morning routine isn't, you know, I eat one <laughs> hard-boiled egg made by my chef Jose, uh, put a little, you know, I, one bo- hard-boiled egg with some avocado toast, and then I go jump into the ice bath, and then immediately into the sauna. It's just the best way to open up your day, you know. Yeah, I don't understand what's wrong with people. Uh, we should all be doing that. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, where am I going to put that in my grandma's bed? I sleep on a couch. Ice bath? I think you could squeeze it in there at some point. Um, luckily for the rest of us adults out there, we can <laughs> we can feel good about ourselves other in other ways. It does, we don't need the ice bath or the sauna or the hot tub, right? We just need the drive-through. McDonald's, meanwhile, releasing a new limited edition Happy Meal for the grown folks. What? Yeah, John, it has a special toy that comes with it. It's a modern take on the beloved McNugget Buddies toys of the 80s and 90s. Did you, you, did you hear that little them. laugh she did? Yeah. For, for, for those men that don't know, that was her laugh of, I would never fuck a man that goes against this meal. 
chicken. She was laughing because of the way that man yeah. said, "What? <laughs> Say what? Oh man!" <laughs> like he was gonna go get one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was her laugh of, "Oh boy." In, in, bet <laughs> in between his breaks of uh, playing Call of Duty, right? He's like, "We're gonna go get that adult." <laughs> Did I say go get one? I meant Uber one over to his house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, or a Big Mac box. It also comes with fries, a drink, and, of course, the toy. There are six different buddies that come with the mix and match outfits. The meals will be available <laughs> and participate in the <laughs> starting December 11th. John, go get you one and get a little toy. It comes with six buddies because we know you have none if you are eating this McDonald's. Adult Happy Meal. <laughs> Adult Happy Meal. I sent this clip to, this is from local Denver News. It's about a week old. I think this now is officially out at McDonald's. I, I haven't personally witnessed it myself, but uh, based on the premiere dates, I, I think you can now go snag yourself this oversized Happy Meal box for grown Adults, uh, I sent the clip to Emma, and she, she should come with a maxi pad. She, well, you know, she did send me a response that said, "Ooh, yay!" Exclamation point times ten. You know what I mean? It was like, <laughs> "We're all in, man." I thought we already had adult Happy Meals, and they were called meals. Yeah, and number that, one. I that's know. the adult. You know, the number two. Didn't we call this the McRib for a while? So the McRib is back as well, if I'm not mistaken. And, and literally, they're just getting you to pay extra for a stupid cardboard box and a toy that you're just going to throw out. Like, who's... You, you're a grown man? At, I don't know, man. Actually, this is, you know, this is really good for the communities that I work in where the children are very large. <laughs> and they can just get these for those kids. <laughs> Did you see that thing in shoot? I don't know if you made it to your news. They were like talking about how the cops killed this twelve-year-old uh, boy. Oh man, that's a that's a bad situation there. Frank, he was just an innocent, of course, innocent angel, twelve-year-old boy, and they treated him like a a grown. How could they treat this twelve-year-old boy like a grown man and just shoot him dead because he was carrying a gun? Yeah. Turns out this <laughs> this little innocent baby. Was five nine two hundred and forty pounds. Excuse me. <laughs> That's two of me. <laughs> He's five nine two forty walking around with a gun. I don't care if you're twelve years old. The cops are gonna put you down. Wow. So you got baby Huey walking around here, packing <laughs> some heat. All right. Probably wrestling these cops in real time. Right. That's usually how this goes down. This is outrageous. Uh. The size of the kids, man. It's the milk. It's got to be the GMOs. There's something going on here. Maybe it's the no, nuclear it's the energy. Is it the sugar? It's the sugar. Dude, these kids are so fat, and they're not active. Man. This adult Happy Meal, I promise you, that's who it's going to be bought by, the large kids. Remember, they used to have the big kids meal. Well, uh, I don't know if you saw the commercial for this adult Happy Meal. Um, it's being targeted to a very specific audience. I'm not sure if. You've seen it floating around on the uh, cable sphere. No. Um, you can easily check it out on the interwebs there. Their new spokesperson, uh, I, I forgot the name already. It was like um, something Fermi, something or other. I don't know. He, he's apparently a, a hip-hop fella or some sort of pop music icon, I, I believe. And he, the, this guy's 
all these little dolls, these toys are based around his ideas. It's pretty creative, pretty cool. And like I've said before, when if you check out some Burger King commercials now, they're targeted to a very, very specific demographic. All right, and they're not going after the Michelle Yu's who are Boston's mayor and company. <laughs> if you catch not my drift, Mike the plumber. Yeah, th- not even Mike the plumber. Actually, they're they're really kind of narrowing their sights. And these fast food companies, man, they've pretty much figured out who's buying their product on the mass scale, <laughs> and, and they're advertising directly to them. They are speaking directly to these human. Oh, individuals. Even the toy looks like their kids. <laughs> Little fat potatoes. Dude, uh, so I said a little dark joke earlier, and I feel I am vindicated here. All right, sir. Yes, lay it on. I swear to God, I fucking nailed this one. Why was Anderson Cooper so sad when his mom died? She left him $1.5 million. (laughs) Anderson Cooper makes 12 mil a year. Yeah. That's his fucking paycheck from CNN. Wow. This guy was depressed. He thought he was getting that billion. <laughs> Her net worth. Oh, what? She might have gotten screwed. She might have gotten screwed out of it. And or I believe she was part of a few different marriages. Anderson, not the only kid, probably didn't have maybe the best or closest relationship potentially there. So... I'm also, uh, there's a lot of photography no out way. there. Dude, her entire estate was, she left it all to Anderson. It was only one five mil. Well, what a loser. You were, dude, you were born of Vanderbilt. I know a lady born of fucking Tenuta got more than 1.5 That's in right, baby. <laughs> it's Italiano. You know what I mean? Came around. here with $100 and two suitcases. A kid with no <laughs> shoes. You know? If I'm not mistaken, Miss Vanderbilt had a lot of satanic iconography and paintings and statues, and she was really big in the Luciferian worshipping. And I think the Vanderbilt family were, were kind of a part of the Rothschilds and, you know, uh, in with the whole Bilderberger uh, stuff. And I, I think they were uh, tied into that. Maybe she not so much included towards the end, or maybe her estate dwindled to nothing, but look at Anderson Cooper. Look at how powerful Uh, Anderson Cooper really is, man. mm. You know what I'm saying? So the family still presses forth, and they still have control and influence. Anderson, you know, he's, he's the major mouthpiece of CNN, and CNN... We all know it's the CIA NN, right? That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Let's not beat around the bush here. They, they've yeah. only, they've almost, if not fully, exposed themselves to be a part of the government uh, in court depositions. So I mean, I, I, I think. Did you, did you see the thing about the Warren Commission? Four out of five of them were CIA. In the Warren and Commission, and one of them was Gerald Ford, Joe who just Ford. just happened to be forced into the vice presidency for the second run of Nixon, who they just happened oh, no, no, to that's force what it was. out. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's what it was. Four out of the... So this, the, the Warren Commission was all CIA. Of course, yes. Oh, no, no. Four out of five were the Warren Commission. I believe CIA. Dulles... Did Dulles run the Warren Commission, who was former head of the CIA? Uh, 
I don't remember. I just and know I think they Dulles said was four, in there. So, so apparently it came out. Four, or apparently they're saying four out of the five of the Warren Commission were CIA, and they're the one that absolved the CIA of killing Kennedy. And <laughs> yes, then that's right, man. <laughs> then Ford was on that committee. That's right? this is absolutely correct. Gerald Ford is, was part of the Warren Commission, which is crazy because he became president after Nixon stepped down. Because people were caught, uh, the Watergate breaking, scandal breaking into the Watergate. Who, right? en- who ended up being CIA? Who were all CIA? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see, Nixon. Uh, I, I love when I wake up to something in 2023 that Frank has known for years, yeah, decades. <laughs> welcome, welcome to my side. Make sure you just adjust that tinfoil hat just right. You don't want them getting in there with them. And watch out for those heart attack guns. Hey now. <laughs> oh yeah, that was the best reveal. You were right about that one. The heart attack. Heart gun. attack gun is that was true. The best one you were ever right about. <laughs> the disappearing dart that gives you a heart attack. It's Folks, crazy. Wait till you hear Mike realize about the heart machine in Alaska, and and then the one in <laughs> Antarctica. Oh, the earthquake machine in Antarctica is gonna boil some brains. Let me tell you right now. But we'll give that one time. We'll let that simmer. Uh, but, no, Nixon famously not into the Bohemian Grove. Pub, uh, he was caught on his Nixon tapes. First of all, Total one fags. of one of the yes, this is quoted. This is presidential quote. But uh, <laughs> the thing about the Nixon tapes is, what other president before or after do we have the tapes of that got released? Like, come on, man, they went after Nixon because Nixon didn't play ball. Nixon didn't diddle oh, the kiddies. Oh, good man. God! It's not like they started recording less in the Oval <laughs> Office. Nixon's not the only guy they recorded in the Oval Office. Oh, we probably man. got video of Obama. Oh, with his friend Larry Sinclair. That's right. I was going to say, well, crack. from the cameras that don't have cum stains on them. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> I like to see the ones where Big Mike comes home. Ragdolls, old Barry Sotero around the room there. <laughs> Big Mike. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> we got onto it. This is beautiful. We went war. Day. We went from the Warren Commission to uh, Big Mike. Given, I did say the other day, hey Barry. man, you know what? As bad as things are, biodynamics, everybody can say what they want. At least our first lady is a lady. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're having gay sex in the Senate hearing offices, but at least our first lady uh, is a lady. I was waiting for you to dabble that do, if you don't mind. <laughs> Folks, we got some porn being made in the Senate. Hey, now. Lord, Frank, decency is back. We, the adults are back in charge. Joe Biden is bringing decency and morality back to the White House. And by that he meant cocaine and gay sex. <laughs> in a in a Christmas video of all trannies allegedly, I got that one totally wrong. Every person was a tranny in that video. In that Christmas video? Yes. That it, blonde one's a chick? Dude, every oh, man. I told you. Dude. <laughs> that, that blonde one's a dude. Finkel is Einhorn? Einhorn is Finkel? No, you know what that's from? Uh, Blades of Glory. Oh, I love <laughs> They're Blades showing of pictures of the two of them. They're like, what do you think about two men skating? <laughs> that one hillbilly guy's like, that blonde one's a dude? That's... Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get that sound bite. Oh, man. I'm writing that down. 
That's so good. Like you can just see That's his good. face. That he is definitely good. jerked off to that dude. <laughs> That's the best joke ever. <laughs> yeah, man. That was all trannies. Yes, I'm. I, I think I saw something out there, and it blew my mind that that's a that dance group is made this all trannies. Oh god! So every whatever gender you thought you saw being portrayed, it was the opposite gender portraying that gender. Wow! Dude, did I tell did I tell you about the hellhole I walked into the other day? <laughs> I can't wait for this one, dude. <laughs> Cause especially because we're talking about a tranny troupe doing right, so a musical. It's me and so. another plumber. We're both. I mean, just imagine how we look. Unshaven. Oh yeah. I cut my own hair. So Ooh. that tells you how. Gives you everything I, you need to know, folks. We're both covered in Carhartt and shit. And we show up to this house. So uh, just picture for a moment uh, two John Fettermans walking into the Senate. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Because I even got the beard now with the bald head. Dude, wow. John Fetterman and I got the same look going. Yeah, you know, I'm getting, by the day, I'm becoming more of a fan of the Fetterman. I am, too. Dude, as his brain function comes back, he's more centrist. <laughs> I, know, I can't wait for him to run as a Republican. All right, so you walk into this oh, house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was once retarded and a Democrat, <laughs> but I am... <laughs> Regained brain function, and I am now running as a Republican. You see, I used to be a Democrat, but that's when I had a stroke. Uh, <laughs> but then the blood started flowing <laughs> to my brain again, <laughs> unimpeded by a clot. <laughs> that's when I decided to switch parties. I mean, what is a Democrat other than somebody with low oxygen to the blame? <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. They're either high as a kite on their legal weed or they're, uh, you know, kind of losing it from all the hormone blockers, right? So uh, it's one way, way or the other. Yeah. They're, they're doped either way, up. Pfizer got them. That's right. Good, good work, Pfizer. All right, so you're walking into this joint. So this lady... <laughs> so this, I don't even know how to describe this. So this... Got a lady fella, I'm assuming. So this, this dude, oh, this fat dude dressed as a chick opens the door. And, uh, you know, everything was cool. They were nice. But, like, the fat dude at one point, like, really goes, you got to talk to my husband, who was, like, a small chick that's dressed as a dude. Oh, God. Okay, so... Wait, can you remind me what turf means again, real quick, before I dive into this? I'm not even... So I'm like... So like... I'm just here to replace a fucking water heater for your landlord. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, oh, yeah. And this large dude dressed... <laughs> trying to be a chick... You got a, a like, fellow lady going on here. Is like playing off, is playing the role of the wife, dude. That's all I can, you know. Like he literally was like, I don't know anything about this house stuff. Mm. This is all, this is all my husband's field and everything. But if you guys want some lemonade, if you guys want cookies with lemon. It was so fucking weird, dude. Because it was like he was trying to hide his five o'clock shadow, and then this chick comes up who's like, 
clearly trying to grow some facial hair. Wow. <laughs> and like be the man of the but she's so small. Right. Like you're still a woman. You know what I mean? You got slender shoulders and you're you're small. This is the reversal of the roles in our society, which has been sewn in delicate delicately over the last couple decades by the Russians and the Chinese through our social media and our porn. I'm telling you, they have systematically uh, destroyed the nuclear American family and ended procreation on this in the Western world by putting this mentality, uh, this mental illness into people where this is now your family. Well, dude, you know what ended up happening is that we didn't have to replace the water heater. It was only two years old. They just needed to relight the pilot light. And so but my whole point of the whole story was we walked to this house where the dude was pretending to be a chick. And the chick was supposed to be the dude who was good at the stuff, like relighting the pilot light on the water heater. That's not like a chick's field. You know what I mean? And so when you really look at the family in this house, there's just no man. That's all you did. There's no man. It's incredible because here in my house, our water heater broke and I had to go to work. So Emma went downstairs and fixed the water heater and <laughs> I jumped into my Lesbaru and I drove around. Also in Frank's house, no man. I'm telling you, it's crazy. <laughs> it's amazing how this place works. <laughs> no, it's the, you play the man role in the house, but she, she's just very handy. And, I mean, we share the rules. the fence. You know what I mean? That was like heavy. Yeah, kid. man. No, uh, they yeah. got their... I fixed the toilet. The problem yeah. was when the man's depending on the woman to be the man, there's just... End, there, what ends up happening, there's just no man. Well, we've, we've destroyed the nuclear family full on, and uh, I saw this little thing over on my favorite show, The Morning Kool-Aid, uh, where they tackled a topic that I don't think got a lot of play, but I found to be one of the more fascinating kind of... Uh, edicts going around in the international scene. Uh, Elon has raised the red flag and sounded the alarms about our population decline and the fact that we're not procreating in the Western world. And this is happening everywhere. Take a look at Japan. They are not replacing their population currently. It's pretty uh, wild stuff. So uh, here in America, though, we believe in feminism, right? Turfism, whatever that is, and women's rights. <clears throat> and uh, we're against turfs. Sure. So either way, we. Um, I'll take your word for that one. I'm a certified bigot over here, but uh, either way, we got dictators, allegedly, quote unquote, dictators around the world, uh, doing something that we feminists here in America can't even understand. So of course, we need Mika Brzezinski over at MSNBC to bring on. To who I believe are turfs to come on and discuss this outrageous ploy that uh, is being unfolded in these uh, other uh, territories. Some of the world's most notorious authoritarians are in agreement on one thing, that the women in their countries should focus more on procreation. In recent weeks, Vladimir Putin called on Russian women to start having eight or more children in a bid to, quote, preserve old traditions. In North Korea, Kim Jong-un said women have a duty to stop the decline of the country's births in order to strengthen national power. And in China, President Xi Jinping said the country's women must start, quote, a new trend of family. Here to discuss, editor of Forbes Women, Maggie McGrath, and MSNBC analyst Huma Abedin. Huma, what is... 
Uh, yeah, if you are asking yourself, Huma Amadine, where do I know the head name? This is the infamous lesbian lover of Hillary Clinton who was also married or I believe dating one Anthony Weiner who got busted oh, with the infamous laptop, if you will. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Huma now is making the round. She's a little bit of a correspondent here for the MSNBC, and she's going to break it down to Mika Brzezinski about why this is just absurd that leaders in these authoritarian countries would be asking women to procreate, man. can't wait because I heard Putin talk about this and I can't wait to talk about it after I hear her point. I got I got both chicks. I chopped it down. They I liked both perspectives and how they paint the current picture of modern feminism here in in American society. Let's roll. Behind these remarks, you know, Mika, I think the great irony is all three men who have said this have never had to themselves conceive, carry, and birth a child into this world with all the challenges and responsibilities that come with that. But, you know, I think that the way I see this is they're using this argument of national pride and patriotism, but really what this is is a guise for um, Mm. an economic argument, you know, and if there's a problem in a country, of course, you need women to fix it, but it's hard enough for women to... You caught that, right? When you got a problem in a country. Yeah, all right. Like, yeah. Of just, course. Just want to make sure. For um, mm. an economic argument, you know, and if there's a problem in a country, of course, you need women to fix it. But it's hard enough for women to have one child, let alone the seven or eight that these men require us to produce. Oh, but Lord. ultimately what this is masking is economic, um, really just challenges and insecurities in these countries. And Maggie, if history is any indication, uh, governments rarely... So we got the economic tape. Take from that lesbian, Huma Abedin, who <laughs> had her little dyke relationship there with Hillary Clinton. Look it up. They, they were lovers. Uh, and so now let's get, let's get the female perspective, Mike. You know, Huma Abedin doesn't strike me as one of those childbearing women out there. So let's, let's get it from the lady here, truly, who's going to kind of give you that lady perspective. I can convince. Oh, and sorry uh, for all you liberals out there. This is a lady or a woman, you know, the ones without the penis between the legs where they tuck <laughs> it into the into their crack. This is the real woman. Women to have more babies. Uh, I mean, do you agree? Tell us why. I, I do agree. Attitudes towards childbearing and family creation have changed. Gone are the days where my Grandma McGrath had nine kids, right? Women have more financial and educational and professional opportunities. And as we have made gains in the workplace and society, attitudes towards being child-free and the stigma towards being child-free have actually declined. The Max Planck Institute for Demographic Research said this summer Mm. that the ideal of a child-free life is increasing. Now, part of the reason gets to Huma's point and your point, there's an economic and financial reality 
here. It is expensive to raise a family. In the U.S., $21,000 per year on average to raise a child. That adds up to $300,000 over the course of a child's life, not including college. And then we have to look at the policies that are in place to support families through this economic reality. My sources say that it's not enough to have a one-time baby bonus. We need to look at cost of living, paid family leave, mm -hmm. caregiving policies. Are the structures in place to create the proverbial village that it takes to raise a family? In the United States and too many parts of the world, the answer to that question is no. Turf! We got a turf! Yeah, can I give my argument to why they should be having kids? I, uh, I'm very excited to hear this kid pro argument. Because I want to, I want to keep American culture going into the future. And to do that, we need to have American babies. And now, when we have these babies, we also need buildings and cities and schools and everything for these babies. And women, they can build these schools and these buildings just as well as the men. I, I do believe that. But the men will never be able to have the babies. And so that's why you should leave the building up to the men. Because, yes, anybody could do it, but the men can't have the babies. You can. And one of the things Putin said is he could repopulate the country with two men. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. But you need the women. Yeah. You need what you can only have so many babies in your lifetime. And part of the, one of the reasons we're really losing a lot in our culture is women are having the careers. And it's great, but we could have a man do that. And instead, you have kids during the years that you can have kids. You know what I mean? You shouldn't be wasting your 20s and 30s on building a career, because what are you really achieving in that career? You're not achieving anything that a, a, a You're not going to achieve anything as a woman in those careers that a man can't do. Right? But if you were to have kids, that's something we will never be able to do, and we need you to take that role. Wow. And that speaks to the power of true womanhood. And, you know, they are the kind of, right, the, uh, the focal point of where life it, it comes from. And, you know, like, that, that is one power we men don't have, man. We, we don't, don't have, have that ability to, to <laughs> bring life into this than world. Any woman? Fuck yeah. I'll plumb all day over a woman. I'll never have a kid. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? And not only that, even if I could have a kid, I could never provide for the child what the mother provides as far as like emotional and support and all that. You know what I mean? Like, we need you to fill those roles because we need, we, like, it's better for our society to have the woman produce the future plumbers than to have the woman go be a plumber. Absolutely and truly, there's only one man that could fill that role, and that's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Junior. We all know that. <laughs> right, that's the one exception, though, to the rule, folks. There's a rule, then you get there's the exception. Rule. The exception is Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's not fair. What can't Arnold do? You know? That's right. Well, when you're an Austrian Brit who fakes his accent so beautifully, <laughs> you know, you get away with it. I Austrian. I don't know what he is anymore. Uh, he definitely is an American because nobody American truly would say, screw your freedom. 
So uh, oh, yeah, the, he's definitely not an I don't American. Know, but I, I think that it's it's really it's it's taking away a lot from women where we are now today. We're like, no, you should go have the career. You know, oh, you became a vice president of that company. Wow, any man <laughs> could do that. Let's see a man pop out a couple kids. Let's have a, let's see a you know what I mean? It's wild stuff. And then you know, it's funny the left now, a side that is championed womanhood right and being a an empowered woman they really are almost neutered on this subject at this point because of the dylan mulvaney's of the world i don't even consider it's crazy when you see what has happened with the term remember they dropped this but I, I cannot let go of the birthing person phenomenon that occurred about a year and a half ago, two years ago. AOC, Pelosi. <laughs> I think we even had a clip of like Hillary Clinton using that the word birth. That was a year ago. That was with the men who have sex with men. Men who have sex with <laughs> other men, man. The birthing persons. Yeah. Oh, we went insane. Totally bananas. With the freaking terminology here. And I'm telling you right now, dude. <laughs> that, was, that was because they were trying to push the idea that you could be a man who has sex with men, but you're not gay. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> and And at the same time, that you could be a man who is birthing out a human being from your vagina, but you're a man. <laughs> you're still a man. Right? Or you could be a lady who stuck your lady penis <laughs> into that man to impregnate him. Hold on, I'm going to have to throw up in this bucket, and then I'm going to come back here into this conversation. All right? That's crazy. I just, I'm floored that that period took place, and I I might have used that word on purpose. (laughs) But uh, that section of time occurred, and now we're forgetting it, right? And we're kind of circling back to what it means to be a woman again. And I don't think the left can recapture it because they dug in their heels so hard into the birthing persons and the, you know, no, your definition of woman isn't woman anymore, right? Because this dude is now a woman. Yeah, you got to see it start to change on the campuses. That's where it will. Uh... I don't know. Maybe we just need the end of campuses. I, I saw a little bit of a monster clip, if you will. It was on NBC. Uh, Chuck Todd led the way with it. I thought he was gone, but he, he did some sort of a little special there where he had a reporter of his um, do a deep dive on PragerU. I found this to be fascinating and potentially the first time I saw any reference to Dennis Prager or Prager U on like a national platform. Means they're getting scared. He must be getting a large audience. He's getting scared and I think he is getting a larger (laughs) audience. (laughs) They did a deep dive. It was a solid like 15 to 20 minute deep dive and they even showed clips Slightly doctored, but they didn't really effectively make Dennis look negative. But they, they they interviewed him, and you know he got some really valid points across. And they it was fascinating to see them kind of 
go after Prager U as they were calling it edutainment. Uh, and I don't know if he, I don't know if that's how they uh, phrase it, but um, uh, it's they, kind of a good term because it is educational. It's entertaining. Yeah, and <laughs> they seem I mean, that might be a little ding at him. Like they're, I mean, it's but it's 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 kind of what he did. He made education entertaining. Might be what he calls it too. But I, what I found interesting is they kept trying to say like, well, here we're going to present you your content, and it really seems to sway more towards colonialism and. and all this stuff and, and, you know, doesn't really tell the story of slavery. And he kept kind of reiterating, like, you people are in full control of the schools selling your one narrative. So here I am to balance it out with this other narrative. And I'm going to say, look, history is complicated, but it's not all bad. And here it is. Well, do you know why they're going after? Do you see what he said about the, uh, um, student loan forgiveness no i did not actually oh <laughs> uh, i never even thought about it he said if this was any other if this was anything else other than college where you were promised something you spent a lot of money on it and what you were promised was not delivered it would it's a scam the fcc would be going in for false advertisements <laughs> wow it's a ponzi scheme that's what it is so he like brought up all these ideas that like if just the idea that we would have to do student loan reimbursements or forgiveness, that right there means it is a scam. These people were scammed. He even brought up Trump University. We went after Trump University. <laughs> right. They were forced to repay these students. That's right. So why man. is the government repaying these students of these universities? These universities should be repaying them because they're the ones that scammed these kids. You're telling me you need me to bail you out because it's a scam. You're admitting, you know what I mean? Yes. No, that is right on the money. Dennis Prager is, he's a master at controlling the argument, I got to say. And he, he's really oh, good yeah. at kind of painting a wider perspective <laughs> on what is happening here. And That's why it's really funny that I see him do that whole, I see his video come out. And then two days later, I hear you talk about, now they're trying to take him down on CNN. Yes, no, they're they're doing hit pieces <laughs> all on all one man. system. CNN, Harvard, the Democratic NBC, Party, they're absolutely. all one fucking group. Absolutely, man, and that is mind blowing. I had no idea uh, out of context that he had said anything, or he was maybe making waves for calling it out as it is. Dude, because nobody ever thought to consider that. What you you went after Trump University at the same time. You're calling for a billion dollars to relieve student loans for these other universities? Well, then how are they not a scam? Like, literally, you, you shut down Trump University. It was a scam because they were giving, given uh, certificates that would not help them make enough money to even pay back the loans. Exactly. How is that not Harvard? <laughs> Especially when you could get a college credit or whatever in Harvard for a Taylor Swift class, man. Studying her lyrics. Get or, the fuck out of here. Or dude. how are you qualified in anything life if one of your professors is Brian Stelter? I know. That's going to help you in communications? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Imagine, like, on your college like pedigree there you did the course with stelter and then you did the uh black rights course over there with Lori lightfoot and then you can go into your taylor swift class where you learn whether or not she broke up with travis kelsey <laughs> yeah, dude. 
I mean, Harvard has become a joke, right? Like, I wouldn't even be impressed if you if you told me you graduated from Harvard last year. I'm like not even impressed. I'm actually like just don't even want to talk to you because I can't even imagine what your world views are. Well, I know Harvard was behind a lot of the protesting that went on over the last month or so uh, when it came to the you know big war there going on in the Middle East, and I, I do think that I I saw several interviews with. CEOs of major corporations who were saying, we're not going to hire any of these people who go to Harvard anymore. <laughs> you know, right. like, this yeah, isn't there's a-, a big push to not, to not even look at college degrees anymore for well, hiring. How are these people credible? They're the reason why, over the last five to ten years, this woke cancer has spread from the campus to the boardroom. And now all of a sudden, if you're a white dude who happens to be straight, you can't get a job anywhere. But if you're a gay fella, you're making pornos over there in the Senate hearing office. <laughs> but dude, it goes to something we've been saying forever. Like, as a ticket from a guy who's in his mid-30s, one thing I've learned is if you're going to be an engineer or a lawyer, you got to go to the school. <laughs> like, other than something like that, go get life experience, and that will help you way more than any degree. Right, and you know what we need more than ever nowadays? If you are one of those straight white males and you can't get a job anywhere and you want to get your life together, go out there and be all that you can can be. be. Yeah, man! (laughs) Come on, we need need strong fellas out there to defend the homeland, man. Come on, if it gets to a point where you're calling on me to join you on the sidelines there, uh, we're in big fucking trouble, guys, because I'm not in the right shape for it. Because he asked and he told. This guy's about three quarters out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wherever there's a closet, I'm three quarters out of the way, folks. I'm leaning, leaning hard. Oh yeah. <laughs> be all that you can be. I'm telling what a great you. Tune. And that's what we need right now. You know, and maybe the recession coming or whatever is about to hit us, uh all the jobs wiping away or Oh, take my word for it. Biodynamics will be good for recruiting. <laughs> that's right, dude. The army <laughs> will have everyone they need to join up the ranks, man. Oh, yeah. If he wins again, 2025, you won't be able to get into the military. Right. Club. Yeah, there'll, there'll be two lines uh, if Biden wins again. You'll have the line for the vax and the line for the military. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be one or the other, folks. Yeah.